right, you know what that voice means. It's time for Mr. Paul Brandt on the Drew. I'm already talking like Ashley David Chaplin. It's time for Mr. Paul. Um, first of all, I don't know whether you realize this or not, but Ashley David Chapman is here in studio, the vice president of Chapman's Ice Cream, and he has a giant styrofoam case. I saw it in the room. What are you, are you okay, oh, Homer? I, I don't know if I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> nice talking to you, Paul. We gotta go. Yeah, we don't care about Paul stinking Brandt anymore. Paul Brandt's 11 career albums have spawned... <laughs> it's just a weird word. Uh, hit singles and multiple album of the year awards, gold, platinum, multi-platinum, blah, 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 blah. According to uh, Nelson BDS... One, uh, let's see, of the top 25 Canadian country songs, six were released by Paul Brandt. Wow. And his song, My Heart Has a History, uh, is the most played Canadian country song since the chart began. Great song. How old is this guy? Like, he's been around forever. He looks good, though. Sure does. Yeah, beauty. Okay, Angela Zaney, relax. (laughs) Angela Saini. Have you heard that song? My heart has a history. It's yeah. amazing, too. Really? Oh, yeah. She's all verklempt. Oh, like Homer and ice cream. <laughs> it's like Homer and ice cream. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one and only Paul Brandt. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Baby. yeah. Hey, guys. I, that, that was quite the introduction. I, uh, I'm having a tough time speaking through the laughter right now. Well, grow up, okay? <laughs> Jeez. Spawn is a weird word, by the way. I, I don't agree. like that word, spawn. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, about that. I'll change that. Please. I'm making notes right now. Please. Yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> Paul, I have numerous questions for you. May I? May I begin? Well, <laughs> I can't promise answers, but man, it's great to talk to you. Anyways, yeah, absolutely. Let's fire away, man. Okay. First question: Do you miss me? I, I have missed you. It's been a lot of kind of, you know, you texting me, me changing my number, you emailing me, <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, you finally got a hold of me, so yeah, let's do this. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, the restraining order ends soon. <laughs> my first question is running, really? Really? You run a lot, don't you? I, you know, I, yeah, I, I've had moments of lots and lots of running, and, and uh, you know, it kind of goes up and down a bit, but I, I like I like the... I like the marathon and half marathon type thing. I, I I thought it was crazy at first. I had a really good buddy of mine challenge me. He was about, yeah, he's about ten years older than me. So it was kind of like, yeah, I can't let this guy outdo me. So yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, sure, I'll run a marathon with you. And I figured he he probably would not make it, and he he actually ended up beating me on the day. But I, after I got over that six mile mark, it was like, you know what? I get this. I kind of get this. This yeah. is cool. So, yeah, it's good for your head, and, and uh, I think I'm going to stick to the half marathons. Though. You know, you, those marathons, you finish and you look around and everyone's limping and they're groaning yeah. and, like, they've, you know, pulled a groin and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. That's another weird word, by the way. Um, groin? Yeah. So, <laughs> but then the half, the half marathon, like, people are like, hey, let's go for lunch. That was great. So that seems more healthy to me. Yeah. Well, um, I have a story about a guy, a friend of our, Tim, you would remember him, uh, Pete. Remember, I can't say his last name. Okay. So he was on the SWAT team in Toronto. Yes. He ran the Ironman in Hawaii. Okay. Yes. Angela, uh-huh. have you ever, you know what, the, what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, I do, yeah. On Kona, on the big island. Yes. Yeah. Sure, okay. Uh, and he, so we ran, and in order to get down to a certain weight, no, not to get to a certain weight, in order to... Uh, not stop and have to go to the bathroom. You want to make sure you're cleaned out before mm-hmm. okay. you go. Yeah. All right, that's no, that's intense. So, oh, okay. so he took this stuff called, bought it from the health food store, colon blow. 
wow. Wow. And but yeah, it, you don't want to be a spokesperson for that. I was gonna say the name alone. Yeah. You don't want to be given the, the Drew Marshall show code for that. Yeah. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> if you want to look like a squid. Oh man. Fifty percent off of that stuff right there. Um. Anyway. So the problem is he took it too too soon. Like he took it too close to when he ran. Oh no. Yeah, that's oh bad, no. Dude. Okay, let's change the So we got the runs while he was yes, running. running. Yes, oh. there it is. Yeah. So, Paul, um, I need to get out of that subject. So I yes. now I need to cleanse my mind, and here's, oh, the, here's, oh, here's, oh. here's the picture I have in my mind. I have a picture of Paul Brandt fly fishing for rainbow trout on the yes. South Bow River, listening to Fishing in the Dark by Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. What do you think? That sounds great. I love to fish. You know, I... I on my 40th, uh, 40th birthday party, I've got these like just crazy buddies, and, and, and they just are just the best. And they, they surprised me and took me for a helicopter trip into the mountains to go fishing for golden trout. Like this is like this is mecca for fly fishermen. Like this is this is the moment where you've made it when you catch one of these golden trout, and they're only really available in a handful of places in Canada, and five of the places um, are in Alberta. Um, they were my. What I've been told, the legend is that prospectors brought them in coffee tins from California and let them go in our high mountain lakes, and they thrived. I mean, this is the moment, right? <laughs> and we jump out, and you know, the, the the helicopter pilot hates fishing, and he grabs a rod, tosses it in, catches a golden trout, and goes, "What was the big deal about that? Let's get out of here," you know. But um, <laughs> it, it was a really cool way to celebrate, you know, my birthday. And I love anything to do with fishing, and and it just it's. A time where I feel like I can just kind of get refreshed and renewed, and I really enjoy it. Paul Brandt is uh, someone who is quite skilled at a lot of things, but I, I think one of the uh, the weird things about Paul Brandt is is that both he and his mom, well, his mom used to beat him when he was younger. <laughs> well, yeah, you could explain it that way, I guess. Should I put more details on that? You, you think? would explain it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so they went to college together, and his mom had better grades all the time than he did. Yeah, awesome. it's true. I went to Mount Royal. At that time, Mount Royal College, now Mount Royal University. And uh, I took my nursing program there and, and got a, a nursing diploma with the hope to go on and get a degree. My mom was a year ahead of me. She went back to school. And yeah, it was kind of weird. You know, you're walking around the hallways trying to impress people, and you know, your mother comes up and kisses you on the forehead. You know, it's like, thanks, mom. Aww. And she always was on the dean's honor roll and just like yeah. killed me. But you know what? I feel like I finally have vindicated myself because I've been working at Mount Royal University when I'm not doing my music stuff. You know, we got the new project that just came out, and we're getting ready to hit the road and do all that stuff again here soon. But I, I when I'm when I'm here in Calgary, I work with the branding and marketing students. Um, over at Mount Royal University, and we work on social enterprise projects, and the ones that we think have the greatest potential, we bring them real world. And one of them we launched last year, uh, it's called Not In My City, and it's an anti-human trafficking awareness campaign. And in its first year, um, you know, we ended up getting national attention. Our prime minister retweeted what we were doing, which was just an incredible show of support. And, and it, it, it ended up raising about a quarter of a million dollars and, and really started to get attention for the issue of human trafficking, especially here in Alberta. And uh, working with the students over there is, has just been amazing. And I just found out that they're going to, they're going to actually give me a, an honorary degree 
um, for the work that we've been doing over there with them. And I'm just totally stoked about it. And I'm going to go over, I'm going to hang it on my mom's wall. How about that? <laughs> you should do that. Right? So here you go, Ma. Thanks. That's not cool. And then she'll kiss me on the forehead. <laughs> Can I just, this whole honorary degree business that you got, um, you got, you've got another one. Honorary Doctorate of Divinity from Briarcrest College and Seminary. True story? Yeah. It's a true story, yeah. 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 It doesn't, yeah. So that you doesn't, should refer to me as doctor. Oh, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're more spiritual than me. Well, okay? I, don't know, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a longer discussion. <laughs> you know, for some reason, I've, I've got a few notes here, and uh, I guess I didn't finish this sentence. I just put one word down, and I don't know what the, what we're supposed to talk about. The word is induction. Did you get inducted? I did. I, I, I was induced. <laughs> <laughs> As a nurse, were you able to do that to yourself? Yes, he did that. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole He's thing. very flexible. All that kind of <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, you were inducted into uh, the uh, the Canadian country something fame of Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was it was pretty surreal. It's still kind of surreal. I, I got the call while I was driving, which was kind of unfair. I I pulled over, and it was like you've got to be kidding me. And I mean, just an incredible, you know, show of support, yeah. pat on the back. I, I don't even really know how to process it, but it was in Saskatoon when they did the event, and somehow through hometown hockey and all of that other stuff that we've done through the years, um, I've suddenly have Ron McLean's phone number, and and I asked Ron if he would come and be a part of the celebration, and uh, he's just been such a support through the years, and. Yeah. And he actually was the guy who presented the whole thing, wow. did the induction for me, and uh, just an amazing guy. And, uh, you know, I got to be in front of a room full of people who you learn really quickly in this business. It's not a one-man show. No. And, like, all of these people that were there, uh, they, they're the ones who, who made it happen. They supported it, and, and they encouraged me, and they just kind of kept things moving forward. And, and so it was, a, it was a pretty cool night. Mom and Dad got to be there, and, and uh, you know, of course, Lizzie was there, and it was, uh, it was pretty special, something I'm not going to forget anytime soon. Well, congratulations on whatever that was. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do want to know about, um, I know, Ron, you know, you have Ron McLean's uh, phone number, and, and uh, I want to know if, if you have Garth Brooks' phone number, because I don't, I don't have if Garth anybody should have a restraining order, it yeah. should be Garth. Because that uh, yes, nonsense, me. that video that's out there of you impersonating him when you were in Hawaii, yeah, um, that's just a weird video. It was awkward when I met him. You know, he was here in Calgary, and and uh, I, 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 our business managers in Nashville, we we sh we share business management, and and um, they they knew how much of a fan I was, and I'm sure it was an awkward conversation. It's like you know, Garth, there's this crazy guy. Um, would you meet him? And and so I got to go back stage and chat with him and bring a few guests and I told him about how you know I won my first talent contest wearing shirts that were like his shirts like you know the black and white shirt that um, that my mother had made for me and he's like man is your is your mama still alive she needs to come to the show tomorrow and so mom then mom and dad had to come and meet Garth and he was just awesome really cool about the whole thing and um, the, the restraining order yeah, is still actually wow. in, in effect but it was pretty cool of him oh, to do okay that. so the Calgary Stampede youth competition that black and white court jester shirt that you had there that was beautiful I loved it it was one of my favorite shirts well, um, but I think it's the reason you came second <laughs> Could be, yeah. There are a lot of second place things that happen throughout the years, and and I, I you know, I, I think that with this this new project that we've got now, the the journey stuff, I I was trying to figure out what I was going to do for new music, and I was you know, I, Drew, I hear voices, 
<laughs> I, it's true. And, and you know, I, I, I say that kind of kidding, but it's true. Like, when you're a creative person and you're, you're you know, constantly making new things, there's always this voice in your head. Sometimes it's your own voice, and sometimes it's the voice of other people that you've heard through the years. And, and the voice says, ah, this isn't good enough. Why bother trying? It's not going to work. And it's constantly saying those kinds of things. And you have to figure out a way to kind of shut that off at the right times because you need a bit of that to keep pushing, but at the same time, it'll defeat you if you let it. And, and I, I think that, you know, for me, um, you know, getting, getting out there and just kind of pushing past all of that to go out and, and make new music and keep on going, the perseverance side of things um, was, was something that, you know, is, is I think really, really important um, for me to, to, for myself, but also to hopefully you know, get across to other people. You just, you just got to kind of keep on going, and I think it's an important thing to do. Well, look, man, uh, this, <clears throat> this whole release thing, this, what, I mean, help me understand the concept here. So really, this new release, you, you're, you've talked about this new release being the most revealed and vulnerable that you've ever kind of done in, in a release and the most complete recordings of your career. Those are some pretty big words, man. Well, it was it, the way that it all came about, you know, and, and I got to explain this a little bit because the title's kind of weird. It's called The Journey YYC Volume 1, which, you know, it's not exactly like the marketing guys are kind of like, really? Are you sure? Um, <laughs> but but I, it's a story. And, and I, you know, before I create anything, um, especially these days, I think it's kind of developed for me in this last few years. I always ask the question first, you know, is there a great story? But the most important one for me is, um, does the world need this? What I'm making right now, because it's so easy to make things today. I mean, we've got a phone and we can record an album. You know, you can take insane pictures and make everything look perfect and all that kind of stuff. But I always ask, you know, does the world need this? And I, was, I decided to take a trip. I, I, I got up, I became a motorcycle guy, and, and, and I, I uh, took a trip from Calgary down to Phoenix. And then I went up the Pacific Coast Highway and went through the desert and, you know, Joshua Tree and the Redwoods and, you know, all this. It was just amazing. And I was thinking about, you know, my journey in the music business, my journey in life, uh, you know, the, what I was going to hopefully do next, and, you know, what kind of songs I wanted to write. And I was thinking about all the ups and downs, you know, and, and one of the peaks for me was the song Alberta Bound. And, you know, it totally took me by surprise. One of those adventures and journeys that you take off on, and you, you've got, you kind of have an idea that, you know, for me with that song, maybe Country 105 in Calgary will play it. Maybe they'll play it in, in Red Deer or Lethbridge, but no one else is going to get this song. And then it blows up, and it takes you on a completely, you know, different journey than you had expected. And I love that about that song. And then I started thinking about how, you know, I used to live in Nashville. Alberta Bound was inspired by the trip back home. But I spent a lot of time going the other direction. And whenever I pick up my guitar case, I've got that baggage tag on there. It's got six letters. It says YYCBNA. And YYC is the airport code for Calgary. And BNA is the airport code for Nashville. It came from the historic, you know, uh, name for that airport called Berry Hill or Berry Field. And, uh, and so I was like, well, what if I wrote Alberta Bound in reverse? That, that might be kind of cool. And so I wrote this song called YYCBNA that has kind of, you know, there's a line in the song that says, once you take that trip to Nashville, once you take that trip, you ain't coming back the same. And it's true. It's changed my whole life, and, and I wanted to kind of tell that story through this project. So we're putting out two projects. The first one just came out. It's called YYCBNA. The second one is The Journey uh, BNA Volume 2, and that's coming in August. And, and so, yeah, just kind of telling that whole story of the things that have happened, 
encouraging people to persevere, and, and I, I'm really excited about the way that it all turned out. All right, just, uh, I don't know if you can concisely tell us this, but the first time you left Calgary for Nashville, tell us about the doubts and then the hindsight truths. <laughs> I think part of it was just, you know, I'm going to go do this because someone called me and they, they think that, you know, I, I can actually make a go of this, and why not? You know, it was kind of like, well, what's the what's the worst thing that can happen? Let's give this a shot. But I, in the back of my head, believed they were going to send me back to Calgary with a sticky note on my back that said, wrong cowboy, send another one. Like, I, I had no idea that I'd, uh, you know, 21 years later still be, you know, making music and traveling around playing for people. And, uh, yeah, there are always those doubts, but I, I think, you know, I've got a good friend. It's, it, I think it's a kind of a cool way to look at life, really. Um, she always, she always says, you know, when something comes up and it's like a little bit daunting, you're not sure if you should or not, she always looks at me and she goes, well, what are they going to do, steal your birthday? Like, why not? Yeah. Just go give it a shot and see what happens. Yeah. Give her, as they give say. Her. Yeah. Um, okay, a couple more questions, and then we've got to say goodbye to you, because you're, you're kind of a big deal. You probably yeah. have things to do today. <laughs> um, first of all, in the studio beside me is Angela Saney, and Angela is a singer-songwriter. She's going to take the last half-hour time slot on our show. Oh, she's, hey, Ange. Hey. Big fan. Oh, really? Oh, I'm also from Calgary, so I've I've watched your career blossom a Oh, come for on. A long That's time. awesome. Yeah. Where, Pleasure. What part of Calgary are you actually from? Uh, the northeast flat side. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys run into each other before? Like no. At the, at, at Not yet. Max Milk? Hey, I mean, look at this. Yeah, there's always time. If you're ever in Toronto, I mean, I live in Toronto now, so. Yeah, but, if you're uh, ever in Toronto. <laughs> you know, maybe. <clears throat> the east flat side. Yeah, <laughs> the east flat side. Yeah, yeah. Do you, are you, what kind of a, like, have people tried to put the country label on you, Angela? Yeah, um, well, I have a little bit of stomp in my music, but I'm I'm not a country artist. What does that mean, a little bit of stomp? Um, like you have a wooden board and you no, kick it? No, I think that there's a saying that I usually say, which is you can take the girl out of Alberta, but you can't take the Alberta out of the girl. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a little bit of that just emanating from me and who I am. Mm -hmm. And you can hear it in the music a little bit, but I'm not a country artist. Um, I dance around country. I dance around a couple of different genres like folk and pop. And okay, all that cool. Stuff. Yeah. You know, the problem with country music, Paul, uh, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, is that people write about the country life and, and doing things that they've never actually done or had to do on a regular basis, like haying or digging post holes or getting up every morning to milk the cows or watching nature destroy a crop you've been tending to for months. They make up the stuff like like they write a song about a dog they don't even have. Who does that, Paul Brandt? Who I does know. that? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. He wrote a song about a dog he didn't have when you were, what, 12 or something? That's, that's actually true. I, I think it's just the imagination taking over. You know, it, it, it's, always, it's, it's kind of funny. You know, um, my wife, Liz, she's, uh, her degree is in pure mathematics, so she's, like, super logical. Like, she's, like, you know, it's always about the facts and about the, you know, the statistics and about, you know, just it all has to add up and, and be in a row in a straight line. Yeah. And, and that's just the way that she processes everything. And every time I go to tell a story, you know, it's like, well, that's not the way that it happened. I'm like, honey, seriously, like, there's not a story on earth that you can't ruin with facts. Like, give me a break here, you know. Um, and we, we kind of have this conversation back and forth a lot. But, yeah, when I was a kid, I'd grab my dad's old guitar and sit on the front porch and make up stories, that, songs about, you know, the, the, the dog that I have that ran away that I, I never really had. So, yeah, kind of active imagination. You know there's medication for that, Paul. Yeah, I'm sure that there is, yeah. Listen, let's finish this interview just with a tip of the hat to uh, to the Humboldt Broncos. Yeah. Um, man, come on. 14 people killed in this bus crash. 
Saskatchewan is is a community. The whole province is a community. And dude, you you have toured through Saskatchewan more than most Canadians. Um, so I don't even know what's to be said here other than you know the usual. Like I work, I think every Canadian who knows this story. I mean, even Ashley David Chapman sitting here, uh, you know, the big cheese over at Chapman's Ice Cream. Chapman's is like it's Canada. This is Canada, and for fourteen players, for fourteen humans, kids to be killed in a bus crash last night. Brutal stuff, man. Yeah, and it's it's hard to know, you know, where to start, you know, with with um, you know what to do, you know. I mean, the, the, this is the kind of thing that we all know deep down inside. This kind of stuff shouldn't happen, and it and it does, you know. And and it's hard to reconcile those things. I was talking to online to uh, Haley Wickenheiser late last night, you know, and and Haley has a lot of you know very close connections to to what what has happened and and just kind of going through it with her a little bit and chatting with her and encouraging her and and um you know I think everybody wants to wants to do something we want to reach out and help um you know that that um that old uh, Jewish tradition of of you know just sitting with someone who's mourning um for a period of time sometimes can be the most powerful thing that can be done yep. you know we want to we want to throw money and and come up with solutions and you know all of those things are good because it means that we're trying to help um, I think that the most powerful thing sometimes is just to is to mourn with people who are mourning, and and I know that that's that's the feeling. You know, Liz and I were up late last night, crying and praying and thinking about this. It's it's definitely on everyone's hearts and minds, and and uh, we're we're mourning alongside. Paul, you um, are just so irritatingly nice. No, it, it just it drives me a little nuts um, because I no I've tried so hard to for so right Tim. Oh yeah, you try to throw him under the bus. No, and, I've been trying to be nice as a, I'm trying to be better. Oh, you're talking about you. Yes, of I course I'm talking about me. To figure that out. <laughs> so you know, when I grow up, I want to be a little bit more like Paul Brandt. B R A N D T. That's how you spell it. PaulBrandt.com. Y Y C B N A. It's the ABCs of country music, folks. <laughs> Dude, this is you've got some good tunes on this. We're going to go out with another track, and uh, we'll probably be spinning a lot more of it as uh, as the uh, month goes on. And I'm looking forward to the re- next release as well, which comes out when? Uh, next one coming out, end of August. Okay, looking forward to it, Paul. Man, it was great chatting with you. Good to catch up. Appreciate your guts, man. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Paul Brandt.